you're starting to put real manifestation of who and when and, and how long and what's going to cost and or, or in terms of time and effort it might not necessarily be monetary effort but there will be an equivalent opportunity cost of spending your time doing one thing versus another in the room 52 jokers wild our universe for us to build it we have to find the parts we have to find the people we have to populate it we have to have the materials we have to have the resources we know what it looks like on the postcard, but we can only take that picture after we've built it. And that's where we keep on going. You know, you want to be insane in the membrane to start this journey. Because most people want to step into the postcard. They want you to solve all the problems and de-risk it. They want to just turn up on the seat and go on the journey. They don't want to build a bus on the way. You know, so it's like, that wasn't an answer yeah. to your question, George. Who sang the song? And I might remember yeah. who it was. Cyprus... Cypress Hill, apparently. And right. there's, there's actually Insane in the Brain, which apparently seems to be on the Black Sunday album. And then but there is Insane in the Membrane. Whether that's the same album and, or not, I'm not too sure. And I use I didn't even I don't know if I ever knew Cypress Hill. I may have heard him on the radio. No, it won't even be that. All I can remember are those couple of lyrics, and I can hear I can feel them repeating them in my head, and it's insane in the membrane. And that's all it needs to be. Those yeah. three, you know, insane in the four words possibly is all that matters. Because that is what's making the difference. Well, this is quite interesting because apparently the intro is uh who are you trying to get crazy with else? Don't you know I'm loco? And we were talking about earlier on keeping on going, keeping on locomoting and driving forward. Now, the other thing is it says uh, to the one on the flamboyant tip, I just tossed that ham in the frying pan. Like spam, get done when I can and slam. Dawn, I feel like the son of Sam. Ah, oh, there you go, son of Sam. Don't make me wreck. I won't say that word. Hectic. <laughs> Next, get the chair. Go me. Go going like General Electric loco. There you go. Right. Well, there's the locomotion. There's the train. There's General there's Electric. The Garvin Electricity was my nickname. You know, so when I was growing up, because I was always doing the ah, shaking the hands. It was. I they told us I was like you know electric. Electric. But again, I if I think back on that, what you were saying was I was always passionate. I was always excited about nothing and everything. Therefore, people would give you a wide berth because they just didn't understand what the hell that was. You were on a spectrum of your own making. But um, it, it was if it, it's also not magnetism. You're going anyone that whatever your polar your, your poles are. You're going if if you if if you repel the person whoever that person is they didn't get it they can't get it it's not in them they're not going to change who they are to align with you they will never get it but those that you attract are the ones you are meant to attract and it makes sense because they get it they're attracted to you but you have to be out there and we're looking for them that's our new journey right now we're going we want our new panels we want we're creating jobs but it's not for anybody and everybody it's not money to pay for something on time it's that's just you know the reward what we want to attract are those that get it we want to attract that creativity we want to attract those that want to give to the next generation we want to attract those that want to give of their last to have that one last chance dance and the last chance saloon to to make a difference and, cre and create that baby universe of go we don't know we're going to 
build that new song that's going to be in, you know, insane in the membrane from now till doomsday and get that little viral something, that little worm, whatever you want to get, the viral worm. That's what we want to do. We're going, to, we're going on the journey of that. If we can get that pulse generating in that little TARDIS of, of Baby Universe creator and who, the crew that's in there, the, one, the, the, the ones that want to go, that's the strange thing. If you were given the chance by you know, your man Elon Musk to go, we're going to planet X, Y, and Z and we're going to populate it. It's a one-way journey. It's 200 years. Who's putting their hands up? You're going, the crew have to go. They're there, they're there, they're going, I want to be the captain of this ship. They're there, they're signed up. The, the, you know, Scotty and the crew are there. They're, they're, they're the engineers and the doctors. But who's going to sign up to be the passengers? You're going, because they're going to become the next crew and they're going to become the populators of the next planet and they've got to take on all these roles and generate the next you know population so but you're safe here at safe haven do you suddenly leave the planet and go i need to leave the planet i need to be on that ship i need to be you know going on this long journey because that's what i'm meant to be doing as opposed to there's a million things you can do on this planet so we're strangely enough there's going to be people attracted to that to go on these strange journeys and these weird sort of ships that aren't safe but they're going on a journey no one else is going on. I think what is important is um, is that those students that we you, you mentioned before that you know I'm looking at a student type. I'm also looking at people who who have actually found that they've gone down one track in their life and they they kind of they've kind of boxed themselves into that particular area, but they don't realise that their skill sets, if they were slightly migrated into a different channel. Could could actually give them another lifeline into that industry that they've actually gone into, and I think it's that's that's the opportunity as well. Is 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 you're actually trying to learn. We're trying to get a language worked out that we can sort of that allows those people in different areas of their life, uh, in different stages of their career, to be able to access the language of the people that want them to work with them. And it and it's not about sort of having these aspirations to 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 produce your own. If it is, it's something you do later on in life. I don't think we need to worry about that. We're not to trying to explain yeah. that to everybody. No, See, but, this but is the thing. It's not. It's just not I think, a I think list. that's what's. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's what's important to a lot of youngsters. They they they're they're being encouraged to think of themselves as writers, directors, and producers mm. straight out of college. Those people should be thinking to themselves of which tract do I go in to build up my career because it's a life. You, you spend three years in college or university, you're going to spend the next forty years working. So, so it's yeah. it, you've got to get that working mind. It's not about being a student. It's not about playing around. It's not about learning. Although you are going to learn throughout the whole of your career, it's about making yourself adapt to yourself. Now, your I've got your title up here as Mister Disruptor. What most people have to do is disrupt the idea that they think they are and, and stop putting the parameters on themselves, but to try and work out where the opportunities are and how they can adapt to that new opportunity and how can they embrace the language of that new opportunity so that they can actually move forward and keep on moving forward no, they're, and, you're and actually, being viable time and time again. That's interesting now because we, our preamble again was talking about what was all last year about? you know, the 52 episodes or 55 episodes. And what it was about was finding our language. Also finding our language for who we are. 
you know, we are, we're not everything to everybody. We can't, we keep on getting distracted by others. We're saying, we can do that. We can have an offering under that head and, oh, we can do that, me too. But then we're realizing we're gravitating to others and trying to compete with them in their space where they're the experts. We're going, that that's their language. Their universities, they have these courses. They're doing it for a hundred years and they'll have to morph going forward, maybe do it slightly different going forward with the new environments. But they are already established with their brands of years of doing it and they're going to grow and change themselves and maybe find a new language. They're trying to find our language because we went off and searched and said, actually, the language that the industry wants education to have in our case was was more of a language of mentee or, or, or you know, intern or apprentice as opposed to student and, and you know, classroom uh, sort of, you know, student. They don't want students. The industry does not want students. You're, now, admittedly, we are going to be students all of our lives. We should remain a student at heart and always continuously seek to grow. So therefore, we're students of life and we're students of business and we'll always be a student with different levels of qualification. That's grand. Us as a business, the student is our, is, we're not going to use the language student anymore. It's customer. These individuals are our customers. What we are selling or delivering to them in terms of solving problems and pain points is. And what we have adapted from the language is what these customers of ours will want is the best go-to training that money can buy of a higher quality than the competition, delivered faster and more effective that the industry being their potential employer of the future, if they don't go self-employed, will find very, very attractive. We'll see them as having the testimonial of, of a portfolio of the right type of experience, not sitting in a class, not doing a case study that had no meaning asked by asked for by nobody and doesn't have an end audience consuming necessarily that's willing to pay for it. This journey is about skills development, be it student or be CPD, if you're already a student of life and already have a job and you want to continually learn. So in both cases, you're a student if you're being educated. But the delivery mechanism that we're concentrating on now is out of classroom into practical go-do, go-work environment, be in turn, be the apprentice, be in the real life environment and be learning every single minute of the day from your surroundings and the individuals and your mentors and your peers and your team and, and, and your customers, if there's someone else there too. It's to be in this constant state of learning and immersion. So the language becomes, we intend to deliver fully immersed learning experiences in a go-do environment of a quality and standard that is equal, if not better, than, than other offerings. So, student, we're not talking to students. You know who you are. You're our customer. You're our investor. We want to invest in you. We want to deliver to you. We want to solve your pains. We want to give you the best chance to be the best you as fast as possible to get that earning for yourself and learn and get those roles and those positions that you're interested in. And we, therefore, this is now the language going forward. That's all the language is. No student, no little task, no activity. 
Because it doesn't mean anything to any one individual. It's a language of you. You want to get the best in class. Do you want to be the innovator instead of the follower? Do you want to be the leader? Do you want to be the first to go do? Do you want to be immersed in it? Do you want to, do you want to be surrounded by it? Do you want to be in the middle of your peers? And if so, let's go do. But don't worry, you're the language of student. We're all students and always will be. We no longer need to use it. What's really great about that is that... Um I was thinking through a number of the processes that I would have got involved with and how, how do you pick those, those skills up and having the opportunity to ask questions in, in, in the industry as it is at the moment, it's working at such a rate that uh, lots of heads of departments are being moved up. They, they're just getting their own feet on under the table to try and work out what their role is and how to define their role within the job that they're currently doing, that when they suddenly find that they have somebody to mentor, they don't have time to mentor, they just need someone that knows their job that can help back them up and get their job done more efficiently. What our model eventually, what our model is going to do is going to provide the opportunity where it's still a real live production, but the pace has been slowed down sufficiently that you can ask the questions that are going on in your head. You don't need to feel bad about asking those questions, but you'll also be observing what other people are doing and you'll be able to imitate and mimic and get a chance to practice because you'll get to rotate on each of those roles and be helped through that process by the mentor that we're having who comes from industry, talking the right kind of language. That, that you need to know so that when you do go out there on your first job, you understand what's being asked of you and you can work efficiently and fast to keep pace of what's going on all around you. And I think that's interesting. We were talking to someone in industry that's worked in as a as a assistant director, as a, a location manager. And one of the things that he was saying is that the the the, the industry is working at like 16 hour days. And, and and if you watch any kind of DVDs from the past with the supporting documentaries, you'll find that yes, for the last 20 odd years, that's the kind of rate of 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 time that you're you're actually having to put into it. You're not necessarily working constantly for 16 hours. I think that's that's something that's quite interesting. You are in the editing suite quite often, but it, when you're actually on location, you're sitting around waiting for another activity to be put in place so that you can now follow on and do your part. And then as soon as that's done, you have to sit back and rest, which is why a lot of the actors and the talent are given their own little caravans to sit in when they're not needed. So they've got somewhere to rest, get them out of the way <laughs> so that they're not you know, interrupting what's going on. But also, that's that's the it's the etiquette that goes on on set that becomes so important because if you're not aware of it and you're interrupting through asking your questions at that stage, it can actually slow that process down and people can get irritated. But we're actually reversing that slightly so that we can give you the opportunity to come in, ask those questions, which are relevant questions, and see how that helps develop the production that you're actually working on, which is a live production. That's our intention. It's a live production. It's not just something that's a paper exercise just to do something. You'll get a chance to work on the material that you're edited. Now, I, I know I've done a number of courses in the past um, at a professional level where we got to shoot 35 millimeter film. And it was great. We were using a 35 millimeter camera. We were shooting scenes and it was, oh, it's brilliant. And we said, right, when's the stuff going to be processed and when can we get to edit it? And it never did. And we kind of went, well, that was a waste. 
the point of actually shooting that material was that you need to be able to see the end result so you can edit together and see how it works as a story. Nine out of 10 could, could end up being failures based on lack of planning, lack of stakeholder engagement, you know, you know, not enough resources in place. So they couldn't actually, they could deliver 80% of something and turns out it's 100% useless because it doesn't get you to the end game that you can move from legacy to new. You've got to totally leave the past behind and go into the new system and if you're if you underestimate or under resource then that money is gone on consultants it's it's your you're halfway between one place and another you're in neither you're off it, it, this is you've got to plan it right and, and like we were even talking earlier on going okay we've got the language of it we have the documentation of the process this language of process and documentation which is is what it's trying to do is collect evidence of successful journeys that you're delivering on your project plan that you're delivering on these activities that these resources turned up and did what they were asked in, in um, two time two budget you know and and that you weren't under resourced and that value was lost as a result so we're all on this critical path in our lifetime of this is 2021 where we have a we're, we're measuring ourselves in measures of a year being the next set of new year's resolutions is in the next new year what are our big asks and big goals for this year We've a, and that's where in all these like Tony Robbins and Robbins and the world go. You got five big asks, or and one that could be one under health, one under wealth, one under business, one. Under, you know, it's just. But they're going to break down into mini ones. They're going to go to to achieve that. Lose three stone. What are you doing? When are you doing it? How often? With who? What exercises? Have you a mentor? Are you on your own? Have you got the equipment? Yo, know, it breaks down into. There's 365 days. It's a many hours a day. Are you getting up an hour earlier? Are you going to bed an hour earlier? It's, it's, it's all this. There's no, we know what the end result looks like, but we don't, or we're not building out the plan to go, that's the effort. And that's what you're actually committing to when you say that sentence, I want to be two stone lighter. That's 5,000 press-ups, 600 miles of running within a year. You know, I, what is it that achieves that? And, and, and we're, we're saying we're, we're in this new business. We have, we're going to continue doing our show. Oh, we're going to do 50 episodes this year, not, not 100, but we, because we want to do it. We're, we might have 30 guests or 20 guests. We don't know when and where just in the moment, but as soon as we start locking it in, we go, if we want one a month, then we have to do it by X, Y, and Z. Who are they? Where are they? Will they give us our time? It starts, you're starting to put real manifestation of who and when and, and how long and what's it going to cost. And or, or in terms of time and effort, it might not necessarily be monetary effort, but there will be an equivalent opportunity cost of spending your time doing one thing versus another. So we're very excited about making our journey real. But, and George said that we want to not get sick. We want to have time in there for family and friends. We want to be enjoying what we're doing. It can't be talking about it anymore. Now, this is talking about it, but this has its half hour episode of we're allowed to talk about it now. But the next time when we switch to this office, now what are you doing about it? What, what I find fascinating about a lot of what we're talking about is is there's there's a, a there's a dialogue in it that um, can uh, in itself be overwhelming. And what we've got to do is humanize the, what we're doing so that people can see the value in what we're talking about as a, in in their own aspirations of what they're trying to do. Uh, and it's 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 
the challenge that I think we, we have is, especially for me, coming from, from a more functional, uh, practical sort of background, is, is trying to align to what the dialogue is that we're actually talking about when we use some of the terminologies that we've been discussing, which are more business-related. Um, and at the end of the day, it's about how how is your action going to generate some kind of reward for that action in in usually monetary terms so that you can one pay your bills that's what most people that's the basics of what it is that's the engine that we've been talking about over the last few episodes is is how do you create what is the fuel that needs to come in that will keep the pistons going that will actually transform you transport you forward so you can achieve your goals that what, what you're actually wanting to do and as long as they don't sort of change the fuel from petrol or diesel to electricity and you've got to take out your engine and put something else in there that has a different type of motor that won't work on the other fuel. I think that's that's an important part to, to make sure you can do as well. So when bits and pieces do wear out, which they can do very easily, then you can actually you know transfer them and take them out and put them back in and keep keep that engine going, I think, as long as it's a valid engine. I'm I'm using a lot of different languages that are more attuned to motor racing and things like that, I suppose, or even just trying to keep a car going. But it is the same kind of thing. We're trying to humanize what it is that we're trying to do so we can relate to it. So it's not just some some sort of abstract view of what we're trying to do. There, there, there is meaning because there is a goal that we want to try and achieve. And once we actually get there, we know that the experience that people will be having will allow them to achieve their individual goals from lots of different perspectives, at least 16 different perspectives. Actually, no, 16 in one part of the process, but another five or six people who have other aspirations and sharing their knowledge to the people that are actually working with and, and also giving them an opportunity to to do things that maybe for a long, long period of time they haven't been able to do because the way things seem to be changing or that what they thought they were getting into this industry to do, they never managed to achieve. So it allows them to to do to accomplish some of their goals. I think that's that's an important part of it. So again, we're we have done a lot over the last two years. We've we've we have created the um designs for the engine that we want to produce that will do do the the bits and pieces that we want it to do to allow us to accomplish our goals and our goals are basically that we actually enjoy working in the industry well i do <laughs> and that's something that you're aspiring to you, you've had experience Garvin, with your son uh being an extra on uh on a set of a movie where the the people around you because you actually were able to interact with them in a language that they understood suddenly recognize you more as a producer than an extra, you know, because they suddenly realized that the language that you were talking about, which is more to do with finance, actually was about how do they keep their particular engine running? Because they were running out of the fuel that was going to keep it going. And if they ran out of the fuel, the production stopped. Whereas your ideas of what you'd seen could actually generate the fuel that they desperately needed to be able to keep their production actually running. And I think that's, that's I know... Loads of productions that I've, I've we've been in in the past, the difficulty is they've run out of money because they hadn't planned what they were doing. They hadn't understood the basic component parts that were involved in putting a film together. They didn't know how to produce it. 
They didn't know how to make it. They didn't know how to production manage it properly because they hadn't got enough experience to actually do that. And they couldn't afford to, to, to pay for the people that did know how to do that and bring them on set to, to, to help them accomplish those goals. So they, their budget very, very quickly ran out. But when you did have people that knew how to organize a budget, how to run the production so that all the component parts could be there in a composite way so that they could get each shot and build up the scenes that they needed to build up to tell their story. And they knew what where it was going to, because that's an important part, is making sure that everything was documented so that when the editor got it, they knew how to decipher one shot from another in a certain order that they could put it together that represented the script that they'd actually been given, that becomes an important part. And quite often, I think that a lot of people have a fantasy idea of what a film is all about. doesn't matter where they come in, whether they're youngsters going through college or they've, they've suddenly got to retirement age and they suddenly feel that, oh, actually, I'd like to get into the film industry now because that's something I've always wanted to do. A lot of bankers I know have, have, have got into that sort of area. And there have been other people. And accountants. And accountants, yeah. <laughs> and there's been investors. I know my brother's working with an investor, and he, he he got into the film industry and now moved out into another part of the industry. But he began. He also knew how to get funding into, into projects so they could actually be made. And, and again, the reason why we're all trying to do this is because we're trying to find a way that we enjoy doing something that we're using our time for, that we feel as though gives us some kind of meaning and value that's not just money. The money side's nice to make sure the bills get paid, but that we feel as though our, our life has had some kind of meaning. So it actually comes down to a very fundamental human aspiration. That what it is that we want is to feel as though our life on this planet for the very short time that we're actually here uh, has some kind of meaning and, and was worthwhile while we're actually here. And that's really, that's where the value, I think, comes from that we're trying to work out. So it's deciphering the language that we've we've been given to work out how each individual sees that as value. I know that uh, we, we've been watching a few little documentaries that have been looking at how poor people see it as time that they're actually giving away, whereas rich people see it's value that they're actually giving away. And they, their calculations are done in a different way. And it also means that if you value your time more, you'll actually be more efficient in the way you give your time away. You won't run out of that time. And I think that's something that we're trying to make sure that we do in this particular project is make sure that we efficiently use the time that we have so we can do other things that are also important to us, which includes the family. You know, making sure your family, you have time you know, valuable time with your family to to experience life together because you're supposed to be sharing it. We're supposed to be show social uh, beings or uh, animals, if you like. But that's something I think which is what draws me to the kind of filmmaking process is because put in the right context and done in the right way, the actual activity of making a film, you're actually creating a little unit that works and and and. If those people enjoy the company of one another to actually do this and they have the same kind of aspirations, the energy that they built up can actually create something really, really positive and be very successful in what they're doing. When there is a negative that's in that, it can actually bring the whole thing down and can collapse it, which is why, again, getting the right language and making sure everybody's on the same hymn page, if you like, to sing the right tune <laughs> is very important because if anybody's out of key, it'll be a complete catastrophe. It would just hurt your ears and you, and you won't enjoy the, the, what's going on. 
So again, we're, we're using lots of different metaphors there and lots of different sort of analogies of what the storytelling process actually is. And that becomes important because at the end of the day, we're all trying to tell stories, regardless of what we're doing, whether it is a filmmaker or an accountant trying to tell a, an investor how best to use the money in a film project. There's a story that they want to hear, that they want to know what the outcome is. And, and usually they want to have a minimum risk, even though films about conflict quite often, the outcome needs to be a good outcome for them to feel secure that what they've done with their time and effort and money in this case has been worthwhile and has been valid. And that it wasn't just a waste of time for, for any of us. Garvin talked about you know, his time being precious and he doesn't want it wasted. And, and that's the key thing. None of us want our time wasted. We don't want to be doing something just because we have to. We want to be doing something because it's it's meaningful to us at this particular point in time, so that we can, you know, we only have a short period of time left. I think at, in in life, and we want to make sure we get the most out of it. That's that's a critical point that we've got to make sure. So understanding the right language makes things work more efficiently, especially when they are doing the production roles, or they're doing the accountancy roles, or even in my case, doing the editing roles. It's quite important language. As I was in the garden yesterday with my young daughter to try and cut off, or I should say, do the little bit of exercise and the mindfulness at the same time as the tick list of have to do the garden, clear the leaves, or someone's going to kill themselves slipping on it because it was sub-zero temperatures a previous couple of days. And while out there, and the great thing was I went out first of all, no one was going to help me, and then my daughter Ava came out and played with the dogs and the kid could be a couple of kittens. And for the few hours I was out there, the dogs and the kittens and my daughter were all playing in the garden as long as I kept on sweeping the leaves. Now, 60 wheelbarrow loads of leaves in, you've never seen anything like it. Three hours in, and I'm nearly half dead with my back because I'm an old man. I've gone from doing nothing to 60 wheelbarrows of leaves. Now, leaves aren't very heavy, but it's a distance from where you're going to wheelbarrow to and from, back and forward, and it's the picking up and bending down is was the ex well I call it exercise but that was too much of that type of exercise having not done it in a long time before it was great to be doing something with the family even though I was doing all the work and they were doing all the play but at the same time I was I was double jobbing I was actually for the two hours or three hours in question I listened to four to six episodes of our own podcast which was total narcissism on steroids but I loved it burnout I, I, I was listening to it that's probably where I got the worry I was listening to what we need because the shows in question were saying we're talking about where we are and what we're about to do next and I, I was starting to visualize the workloads I was listening to it in the sense of like this feedback loop are we right are we are we is that does that sound well if you were a customer does that sound well if that was the industry and and it did it did to me and it reaffirmed I am happy where we are we need to keep on this path and we need to do this packaging next, which is exactly where we are to plan. I listened to the show and said, I think that sounds professional. It's now it's not for everybody. It would be for a film industry or film education audience because now it has a certain language wrapped into it in terms of startup coaching and mentoring that has a couple of little film innuendos or references thrown in. So I so I started to hear this would be a good film podcast or for this particular community. So yes, I do feel happy with that product we've created. We need to keep on doing that on a regular basis. That was great. I was out there being my 
mindful at the same time as picking up the leaves and having some family time with my daughter and the kittens and the dogs. And there was a time and place for everything. I didn't call that business work, but there was an element of it there that was wrapped up that presented itself that you are doing the right thing. Keep on going, keep on doing. It sounds a lot more professional than it did nine months ago. You, I, you know, we we're talking about finding our voice. There I am listening to my own voice, talking as a professional, as a producer or, or financier or trainer in the film industry in this country. Does that sound like a professional in that subject head? It did. George was talking. I was talking. We seemed to be quite knowledgeable on what we were talking about. There was a nice pace to it. And that gave me an affirmation that I, I'm very happy on my journey to date. And I, I, I think I sound professional on my subject listening to myself on this show with good sound and a good and a good pace to conversation hope you enjoyed this video please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications